0: You are listening to Lighthearted, the official podcast of the United States Lighthouse Society. My name is Jeremy Dontremont. Welcome. This is a special edition of Lighthearted. This is September 28th, 2022, and we are going to be talking about the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend today. International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, or ILLW, is an annual event held on the third full weekend of August each year. The event was the brainchild of John Forsyth and Mike Dalrymple, who were members of the Air Amateur Radio Group in Scotland. The event started in 1998 and has developed into an international gathering of amateur radio operators from an estimated 95 countries. In Britain, the Association of Lighthouse Keepers, or ALK, conducts International Lighthouse Heritage Weekend on the same weekend as the ILLW in August. The ILLW is currently managed by an Australian amateur radio operator, Kevin Mulcahy, who has been involved since 1998. On August 20th of this year, we had two amateur radio operators at Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, our local lighthouse here on the New Hampshire seacoast, Randall Bashta and Patrick Morrison. We had a beautiful day, and I had a chance to chat with Randall and Patrick while they were operating from the base of the lighthouse. Let's listen to that now. here at Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse on uh, Saturday, uh, what is today, August uh, 20th, I believe it is, yeah, on a beautiful, beautiful day, and I'm here with Randall Bashta, who is uh, operating a radio right next to the lighthouse here, and, and uh, so Randall, can you explain uh, what this day is, I believe it's a, a special day for, for radio operators like you, and what exactly is going on here today?
1: Well, this is International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend being celebrated around the world by uh, amateur radio operators who have a certain interest and enjoyment of lighthouses. And we just want to support the effort of preserving and keeping lighthouses active and going and, and just show our support through the ham radio community. And what is
0: the goal here of what you're doing today?
1: Actually, I'm working in conjunction with another ham radio activity called Parks on the Air. This particular lighthouse, Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, happens to be sitting on the grounds of Fort Constitution which is a uh, registered uh, historic site with parks on the air which is another, like I say, ham radio activity. and ham operators, uh, there's a certain amount of us who just love to work outside, love to work along historic sites. Our equipment now is very portable and very usable in all sorts of environments. And we just like to show our ability to work in sites like this, string up an antenna, hook up a, a battery to a radio and go on the air and tell people what we're doing and just talk to them about what we like to do. So as uh, part of uh, International
0: Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, uh, your hope is to contact people at other
1: lighthouses today, is that right? It's a combination of both. We want to talk to other lighthouses if we possibly can, but we also just want to enlighten the rest of the ham Radio community of the need to pay attention to our lighthouses and to show their respect and interest for them and just uh, do what we can to explain the history and the purpose and and just the, the need for these lighthouses to keep going.
0: That sounds good to me. That's a great cause. I love it. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, did this International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend originate in the UK? uh, Do I have that
1: right? Uh, Close enough. Yes, in Scotland, precisely. There's two ham operators 25 years ago who started it, and I'm not sure what happened to them, but um, another ham operator in Australia took the domain site over and just uh, reposition it slightly and rekindle the interest in it so and that was 25 years ago that this whole thing started and and we wanted to do our part to keep the interest going and keep the activity going Uh, people have take interest not only in the lighthouses here in the u.s but the fabulous lighthouses all throughout the world
0: how long have you been doing this and uh, what sort of training do you have uh, as a ham radio operator
1: Well, basically, I'm just new to the ham radio activity. I started about four years ago when I retired, and someone said I needed a hobby, and then I found a club that had free coffee and donuts, so I went to the first meeting, and I got interested in ham radio, not thinking I would, but uh, I come from a tech background, retiring from Bose and other companies like that, and so I wanted something to tinker with, but I just love to be outdoors, and I love history, and this is a great sort of thing to be involved with. And I got my license uh, in uh, January of 2019, and then COVID hit uh, later on, and uh, we decided to meet together as a small informal group, even though our radio clubs shut down with formal meetings and gatherings a group of about 10 of us met at a park outside of uh, Nashua, New Hampshire and decided to we form a club where we do things like this where we work outside broadcast from all sorts of interesting sites we've gone on top of mountains uh, military forts uh, all kinds of parks and this is thankfully our first lighthouse that we're working from so hope to do more like this as well
0: yeah well i'm happy to be here with you today happy i was able to to kind of lend a hand and get this this uh, arranged here today but thanks also to the coast guard of course uh, this we're on
1: coast guard station portsmouth
0: harbor where the lighthouse is located and they were kind enough to, uh, to allow this as well so.
1: yeah they've been very good working with me on this and and of course having a uh, military background being in the navy we sort of speak the same language sort of but uh uh, they've been great guys working with, uh, very responsive, very helpful all the way, as such as have been the friends of the Portsmouth Lighthouses, too. I'm just, We're just so grateful for everything that's come together here and uh, always looking forward to many more contacts with you guys.
0: Well, likewise, it's a great thing to support here, so I'm happy to be here. So uh, I'm going to kind of hang around and observe and uh, see what kind of contacts you make today. It should be interesting.
1: Absolutely. Always welcome to uh, ask questions. And uh, ham operators, as you will find out in life, are not shy and not uh, lacking of words to share and never shy. So feel free to jump in anytime you want with a question. Thank you, Randall.
0: With Patrick Morrison here outside Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse on International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. And uh, how's it gone so far? You've been here, what, a couple hours now, something like that? Maybe close to that? Uh, Has there been any contact with anybody yet today?
2: So far, we've just made one contact. I've only made one contact with a fellow up in Newfoundland. Uh, Atmospheric conditions right now are really horrible. There are a couple bad sunspots. We're going through a Level two geomagnetic storm. The uh, frequencies are just really horrible. Huh. So we're fighting our way through. Plus, we're on portable antennas, uh, portable power. Yeah. Uh, I'm running completely on batteries. And this is the same as if I was called out by the American Radio Relay League to do emergency service work, I would take this whole unit with me. Mm-hmm. I can basically go anywhere and be on the air in 10 minutes.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, it's very portable looking. Could you say a little bit more about the, the
0: setup you've got here? Uh, you've actually got an antenna mounted top on the top of the lighthouse, right?
2: Yes, thank you so very much for that one. I never expected to be allowed to hang my antenna from the top of a lighthouse. This is something new for us. But uh, This is an Icom 7100. Uh, it's an older version of the radios. Uh, the newer versions are software defined radios. Basically, they're actually a computer this is one of the early ones but this is one of the most portable radios that you can possibly get So, which is why we use it for uh, areas for emergency communications. Uh, the antenna is what's called an end fed half wave antenna uh, basically it will tune all the different ham frequencies that we would work on. It's a, a very portable one. It's just a wire really and uh, what we do is we're wherever we are. If there's a tree, we can throw it up into a tree. If there's a lighthouse, which seldom ever happens, <laughs> we'll hang it from there. It's a, a very effective uh, antenna. What is the uh, club or group that you're, you're part of? We are part of the Northern New England Field Amateur Radio Operators. Okay. We're a small group that does uh, very limited uh, operations. Uh, mostly like this we go out we run on battery power, we run on wire antennas and we just get out and have a lot of fun we are part of a group called Parks on the Air which is an international group of either federal or state owned parks every one of them has a number and we all try and contact each other from the parks. There's no points, there's no nothing, it's not really a competition it's just being out in the uh, in the the open and trying out new ideas try not sitting at home with a perfectly good setup we we are seldom have the optimum setup but today is just wonderful because i have this very gigantic uh metal lighthouse sitting next to me uh-huh. i would love to try and turn it into an antenna but uh-huh. uh, okay i'm not gonna do that
0: uh, i'm gonna ask a really stupid question this technology you're using, I mean, in a sense, it's it's very modern technology. It's the modern version of the, of radio technology. that has been around for a long time in different forms. But these days, of course, uh, we can use telephones to call anywhere in the world pretty easily. We can use uh, things like Zoom and our computers and talk to people in instant around the world. What is the attraction of using this uh, radio equipment for for talking to people in other places?
2: Well this technology goes back into the 1800s, back to Marconi, and he was using just a little spark gap transmitter. Today we have uh, small transmitters that are work on transistors which Marconi never even, even thought about. As far as being able to uh, pick up your cell phone, what happens when the cell service goes down? What happens when the, the big storm comes in and takes out your electric, your phone? Your cell service, you have nothing, no way to communicate. We always do. Hams will always have a way to communicate. We run on batteries. We'll run on small systems like this. This transmits 100 watts. I can talk to people in Europe on this. Uh, a couple minutes ago, I was talking to a fellow named Clyde up in uh, Newfoundland. Even when the battery starts going dead in my car, I have a full solar array which if we were going to be here for a couple days, we would have put up our solar systems and my battery would be charging so I could run all night in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, the solar system would try to recharge my battery. So mm-hmm. I can basically work indefinitely. Yeah.
0: In a sense, it reminds me a little bit of the, the, way, the way the lighthouses, even though uh, they're once very central to navigation, they're not so much anymore. But they are still used. People have modern electronics, the GPS and radar and stuff on their boats and ships. But lighthouses are a backup to that. They're a visual confirmation of where you are. Uh, so they, even though it's older technology, they still have their, their purpose for sure.
2: Well, I, I can tell you as a Navy veteran and a sailboater, a former sailboater, uh, you can lose all those electronics real quick. And the next thing, the only thing you have left is your compass. Your sextant, which, yes, we still do use those. I can still cite stars. Yeah. And hoping to find a lighthouse mm-hmm. and a paper chart. You Hope that you can find your way home.
0: Yeah. That's absolutely right. I understand you have a personal connection to Barnegat Light, New Jersey. Is that right?
2: Yes. I'm a retired uh, marine biologist, and I worked for the state of New Jersey at Island Beach State Park. And uh, one of our sections was the Barnegat Lighthouse at Barnegat Inlet. One of the most treacherous inlets you can ever possibly try and go through. But, yes, it was part of our park.
0: Well, thank you, Patrick. And uh, we'll hang around here a while longer and hopefully uh, see if we can make uh, contact with somebody at another lighthouse somewhere in the world.
2: Boy, I, I hope so.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Good luck, Patrick.
2: Thank you. Thank you for, for letting us come out here to your lighthouse.
0: Shine. That does it for this special abbreviated edition of Light Hearted. As always, thanks for listening and keep a good light. This
2: little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Little shine, little shine, little shine. shine Everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine. i